Hello and welcome to another edition of Que Pasa Hialeah. Hi, my name is Dr. Tony Cruz and I am the campus president here at the Hialeah campus of Miami-Dade College. And as you know, uh, every episode includes a new person in the community that talks about what's going on in our Hialeah community and also Miami-Dade County. And today we have a special guest, Karina Pavone. She is a direct executive director of Amigos for Kids. And she'll be starting off by telling us a little about the organization and about the mission and the history. So tell us a little bit more about Amigos for Kids, Karina. Hi, thank you, Dr. Cruz. I am so happy to be here. And first of all, before I talk about the organization, I just want to say thank you for my I Love Hialeah shirt, which I yes. wear proudly. I appreciate it. It's a Great. wonderful gift. Uh, so about Amigos for Kids, um, the organization started kind of serendipitously, it started with a group of friends who were volunteering at the children's homes mm -hmm. and they were asked to form an auxiliary group to help uh, penetrate the Hispanic uh, population to bring awareness to the mission of that organization and to help uh, fundraise. Mm -hmm. So after a couple of years of helping the Children's Home Society, this group decided to form a nonprofit organization in its own right, which they called Amigos Together for Kids. And that was back in 1991. So next year is gonna be our 30th year. Wow. So that's a very big for Amigos. Today, the organization is known as Amigos for Kids. So we dropped the together to mm -hmm. make it shorter. And the mission of Amigos is simple. It's to prevent child abuse and neglect mm -hmm. by providing services and programs that empower kids that value the individual child and to help strengthen family bonds and educate the community. Uh, we work with thousands of parents all throughout the county on our nurturing parenting program, providing uh, sessions weekly that help parents improve their relationships with their children and have more positive relationships in the family. And we also provide our after-school programming, which currently both programs are running virtually. And in our after-school program, uh, we serve kids from the ages of 5 to 12, and the aim there is to prevent, you know, to, to give kids a safe place to go out of school sure. uh, and to help provide them with enrichment opportunities and homework help and academic assistance. Now, both of these programs are free, mm -hmm. and are, we're currently accepting enrollment for both programs, and it's virtual, so it's very convenient. Um, so that that's in a nutshell what Amigos for Kids is about, our mission and, and a brief history of the organization. Excellent. Uh, thank you for that. And that's wonderful work that you're doing uh, with the organization. Um, you know, we've been going through now this pandemic for almost eight months, and I know that it's been a, a tough time for all of us, right, um, here at the college, in the community. Uh, but how has the pandemic uh, impacted uh, child abuse, uh, child neglect in our community. Is that is that had an impact? And, and have you seen any differences uh, in yes. the community? Yes, yes. So early on in the pandemic, um, Chad Popple, who's the head of the Department of Children and Families, he reported that there was a significant decrease, I think over 30 percent mm -hmm. in the calls to the child abuse hotline, which, by the way, for anybody watching is 1-800-96-ABUSE to report suspicions of abuse. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the experts speculated that had to do in, in large part because of the school closures. 
So as you know, uh, teachers, after-school counselors, sports coaches, and people who work with kids in general are mandated reporters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're required by law to report any suspicions of child abuse or neglect. And so what happened when the schools closed is there were fewer eyes on the kids. And for that reason, there were some people speculate that had to do with the drop in calls to the abuse hotline. Sure. So you know that that's improved a little bit now in the sense that some children have returned to school kids mm-hmm. are being seen by their teachers and after school counselors virtually at least mm-hmm. and when we're able to interact with and see the kids there's no substitute for seeing them in person obviously but when we're able to interact with and see them we're able to pick up on subtle signs of abuse any you know, behavior changes or even physical signs of abuse. What's interesting about providing virtual services, though, it it does give you a little window into the home life of the child, which you don't get when, you know, you see them in school. So um, the other major issue that we've seen is that because of the pandemic, the families we serve are, you know, families that are of low, you know, economic means. And so they were already struggling to make ends meet before the pandemic. So imagine now, Mm -hmm. you know, they're struggling even more. So one of the things that we realized very quickly was, and this is in our wheelhouse, we don't typically do relief work. But one of the things we realized at the beginning of the pandemic, when we had families saying, my refrigerator is empty, I lost my job, I don't know how I'm going to feed my kids, is, you know, we need to do something. Because we know from the research that, when families are struggling financially and there are a lot of stressors in the home that can create an environment that can lead to child abuse so we pivoted very quickly to providing uh, food assistance so we joined hands with many partner organizations in the community and Mm -hmm. a lot of really generous sponsors who helped us get food in the hands of our families so to date since the start of the pandemic we distributed over 5500 meals prepared meals and over 1,500 groceries delivered door-to-door to to the families uh, that we serve and and that are in need. So I think that was, I'm I'm very proud of that work because where, you know, a lot of nonprofits are suffering now because of the pandemic and, you know, through no fault of their own, many nonprofits had to shut their doors, literally. And I feel very proud of the fact that in spite of all the challenges, Amigos has stepped up and we've continued serving from the very beginning. And mm. so I'm, I'm really proud of that. And I know that we stepped up and helped our families when they needed us the most. So, and we continue to do that. Yes, well, that's wonderful work. I love how the organization has stepped up uh, and filled the gaps, right, uh, yes. for the families. That's that's truly wonderful. Um, so, you know, looking forward, right? Um, uh, I know that uh, there are some initiatives and things that you have uh, that you're working on and things that you go and you do on a yearly basis. Um, how can we as a college community, how as a, a Hialeah community, a Dade County community um, help um, in these initiatives? And what are the initiatives that that are coming up that you would like assistance with, help with, you know, support? Yeah. So. That's a great question. Uh, We are in the throes of um, collecting toys for our 29th annual holiday toy drive. Mm -hmm. And this toy drive is a very big deal because for Amigos, it's the first major event the organization uh, had or held 
since its inception. So this is our 29th annual toy drive. And what's special about this toy drive is that the kids that we serve and kids in partner organizations like Citrus Health, the Kiwanis of Little Havana, we work with those organizations and, and get the specific wishes that the kids have for the holidays. Mm-hmm. So the toy drive fulfills specific wishes. So if you want a, you know, a travel Barbie or a makeup set or a specific, you know, action figure, that's what you're getting from Amigos for Kids. So this obviously takes a lot of work and huge effort and a lot of support from the community. And we knew that because of the current situation financially that we needed to start early to get support. So that that's what we're looking for support with. So it, it's very easy to help. Um, so we have three easy ways for people to help. If they visit us at amigosforkids.org, you'll see that they can either make a tax deductible cash contribution right there on our website. Mm-hmm. They can click on our Amazon links uh, list, yeah. our wish list, and make a purchase for a specific toy that a child requested right there from the comfort of your own home without having to go anywhere to shop. Or for those who really want to get into the holiday spirit and volunteer, we are asking any supporters or volunteers who want to become ambassadors of joy to organize their own toy drive. So, for example, at the campus, that could be something that students might want to get involved with. And what we're doing is we're asking, you know, organize your own toy drive. We'll give you all the flyers, whatever information you need to send out to your supporters, your families, your friends, your neighbors. And once the ambassador has collected all the toys, we arrange for pickup, we do pictures, and we also give the ambassador uh, community service hours. So that's another way that people can get involved and, and help us. And we'll have more volunteer opportunities as the holidays get closer. Our distribution is going to be on Saturday the 12th. So okay. we'll probably need volunteers to help us uh, give out gifts and maybe even deliver some gifts door to door because of the pandemic and social distancing. A lot of our families don't have cars, so yeah. they rely on public transportation. So we can't very well ask them to come to pick up a bicycle mm-hmm. and take it back on the bus. So mm-hmm. we'll be doing some deliveries too. Excellent. Well, that's that's really a lot of opportunities for the community yeah. to support you and your organization. And uh, I know that your, your organization is really making a difference in our community and you know protecting our children is is of utmost importance so i want to thank you for that and all the work and definitely i think here on the campus that'll give us some opportunities for our students to get involved in this process and learn more about it and and really help out um, those that are in need so thank you for that and we'll, we'll be that. talking more about that on how we yes. can we can help out in those efforts um, so thank you for for joining me today uh for another thank episode you. of kipasa hialeah and it's really a joy to see you and and to learn more about what your organization, Amigos for Kids, are, are, is doing uh, to help our children and our families to make them stronger. Um, so I hope that all of you that are watching uh, get involved. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Que Pasa Jailia.